It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys miss out on Randy Gregory, Vaughn Miller, Chandler Jones, and more. So what's next for the Cowboys and what is the plan going forward? All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, it's starting to feel like Groundhog's Day again. Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys did not sign one of the top edge rushers in the market. They did not make a trade. And we sit here without a single outside free agent being signed yet. Uh, what is going on? More of the same. <laughs> this is the same. I mean, I think you nailed it. Groundhog's Day doesn't exist uh, just in this one day for the Cowboys and, and free agency. This is something that's been a way of life for them for years. Um, you know, I, I think the Von Miller one is is uh, just disappointing, obviously, because uh, you know there was some thoughts there that it'd be a good fit. Uh, there, there was some interest there. I don't think anybody saw Buffalo as a, as a candidate to kind of swoop in and sign Von Miller. Uh, so that was kind of sudden. Um, we did kind of get worried that they didn't think that they were going to be able to be competitive in, in the market so, for him. Well, let's, but, let's talk about some of the, the rumblings yeah. and the rumors. So it was pretty clear the Cowboys had an interest in Vaughn, and it seems like Vaughn had an interest in the Cowboys. He's always wanted to play for the Cowboys, but – Depending on who you believe, I saw a report from Newey Scruggs that the Dak Prescott uh, reached out to Von Miller, put on his best recruiting uh, plan, and the Cowboys didn't offer a contract. I listened to 105.3 The Fan this morning, and they said that the Cowboys did offer a contract. It was the exact same five-year, $70 million contract that they were going to give Randy Gregory is what they offered Von. Von obviously signed for way, way, way more than that. What do you tend to believe here? I tend to believe it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's I I I believe that I mean, they would fair... offer this. I, I I think I believe that they probably did offer the deal that Randy Gregory that they offered Randy Gregory because I mean why wouldn't they? They had probably it already that, allocated yeah. out. Like if they wanted him, uh, but I also think that they were probably realistic to know that that was not enough to get him here. Um, so I, I think it, it yeah whether they did offer it or didn't offer it it. At this point, it doesn't really make a huge difference, but I would imagine that that they probably wouldn't hesitate to try to offer him that same deal that they had, you know, sketched out for Randy Gregory. All right, so let me let me ask you this: um, hmm. Von Miller signed a deal with the Bills that was about seventeen and a half million per year. Don't get caught up in the crazy numbers that yeah. Adam Schefter reports. It's I, I saw the contract; it was three years, fifty-four million. Pretty easy for Buffalo to get out of after that. Would you have given that to Von? I think that's probably yeah. 
yeah, I think that's probably like right on the border of what I would be comfortable with because it's just it's a lot of money and he, you know he is do, he has had played great these last last you know few seasons uh, that when he's been on the field and he's been on the field a lot you know for a guy who's 33 years old uh, but I I think you know offering a three year deal to a 33 year old uh, is is I mean, it's a five-year deal, but it's a you know essentially it's a three-year deal. Yeah. Uh, it's it you know I, I think that may even be kind of on the top end of what is uh, effectiveness on, on the return of value that you're getting. Like if you're worried about Amari Cooper uh, getting the production of a twenty million dollar a year receiver, then you certainly need to be worried about Von Miller producing at the level that you would want for a seventeen and a half million dollar pass rusher uh, two years from now. So. Um, yeah, I think it's it's tough because you want the guy definitely for this season, probably definitely for next season. That third season at that high rate, you have to wonder if yeah. uh, the the value you're going to get return on your value there. Um, and the, it comes all back to this: what's the plan? What's the goal mm-hmm. that the Cowboys have in mind? Because I and we talked about this yesterday. I would have signed Von Miller. I would have given them that money. But I don't know if the Cowboys believe they are in a win-now window, right? And if you're not in a win-now window and you don't feel like they need to win this year, then you probably don't offer him that deal. So uh, my question to you, Landon, is mm-hmm. what is the plan for the Cowboys going forward the rest of this offseason? What is the goal? Because you look at the free agent names now that are out there, it's not great. Like there's there's not a lot of names out there that are going to instantly make this team better. So where do the Cowboys go from here? Well, I mean, I think at this point you you look more into the kind of plan that we were talking about. I mean, I think, you know, look, there's still some other kind of top end solutions there. If if you're looking to get a guy to be like the replacement at right defensive end, like a a full time guy, a, a premier pass rusher, you know, I think you can still probably kick the tires on a Vikings trade for Daniel Hunter for Danielle Hunter, I'm sorry, yeah. and and I think it, it, you know, see what the deal is, see if you trust his back, if you want to, uh, or if you think it's safe. Uh, outside of that, I would say, you know, at this point, you know, they the, we'll talk about the fact that they signed Dorrance Armstrong here in a bit. I think that's you know yeah. kind of up get adding more pieces to this to the solution. Uh, so they may be pivoting to more of a, a you know defensive end by committee situation, right? You know, which. It doesn't sound appetizing to anybody, but the reality is, is that you signed Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, and and again, only 20, well, we'll talk about him in a bit. I, I like the Dorrance Armstrong signing a lot. We'll talk about that for in a sec, but I think if you sign Dorrance Armstrong, you bring in one more player, either through free agency or through the draft. You've got Micah Parsons as a guy who's obviously going to take several snaps, a lot of snaps uh, uh, rushing at that, at that side as well. Uh, you could certainly, you know, form, solid production at the right defensive end position with cobbled together with a couple different pieces. Uh, but it, it may not be as elite or top end as you were hoping for it with someone like Randy Gregory or one of the other top end guys. It's, I mean, almost no matter what you do, it's just not going to be as good as it was last year. Right. And I think that's the, the frustrating thing for Cowboys fans is for about 90 minutes there. It was like, okay, we're bringing all the same defensive linemen back. We're bringing Micah Parsons back. The defense is basically going to be the same as it was last year. And that's good because the defense was pretty good over the second half of the season. Now it's what can we do to salvage this so we're okay on defense? Uh, You know, I – 
look, we love Randy Gregory. We wanted him back, but the re- a lot of the reason we wanted him back was because we felt like there was still more upside there, right? Mm-hmm. There's more he could do. I'm not really, I'm not willing to concede that this defensive line is going to be necessarily worse uh, next season than they are this last season because you know we we didn't get a ton of out of Gregory last year because of the injuries and a lot of t- missing time and stuff. So uh, I it's think the upside still- was so much higher with with Lawrence Parsons and Gregory, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I agree absolutely, and you and you feel like that's your plan A because you like the upside there. But I also think that you know. Some of these guys that we've been waiting on for upside, you know, still have not actually gone out there and produced yet. So it's not like we're losing a ton of production at this point. We're losing uh, upside that we're hoping can fulfill itself. I, you know, we should pivot to Dorrance Armstrong because I think that this is a good signing for the Cowboys. And I think there's upside there too. So I still think that there's a chance the Cowboys can, you know, put together a, a extremely talented defensive line or a more talented defensive line than what they had at different points last year. The question now becomes, you know, are they changing the methodology in which they're trying to fulfill that position now that they can't necessarily go in and get their top end, you know, $15 million plus, hopefully 10 sack plus type guy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about bet online. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournaments have finally started. Uh, I was watching one of the games right before we jumped on. It's it's always one of my favorite times of the year. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, uh, let's talk about Doran Armstrong. Now, it's not official. We should really mention this because of what's happened over the last couple of days. But yeah, the no Cowboys kidding. are expected to sign Doran Armstrong to a deal. We don't know the numbers. If you had to guess, what would you say? I, my guess is like three years, twenty million. That sounds right. You know, I mean, I think it's something kind of in the range of five to seven million dollars a year for him, right? Yeah, like something like that. Um, right? You know, I, I think it's, I think it's an underrated signing. You know, and, and, I, and I for, agree. And for a lot, I of think reasons. we should talk about this before we even say anything. This is separate from the Von Miller, Randy Gregory thing. Like it, he's not yeah. going to be that guy, right? It, so separately of that, it's still a good signing. Yeah, I still think. I mean, I think he can potentially produce at Randy Gregory's levels last year. You know, I, I mean, he almost did <laughs> in some ways. You know, it just didn't get as much opportunity. And I think he has upside. I, I don't think he is Randy Gregory, uh, but I think that he's still only 24 years old. 
he's got, you know, four years of experience under his belt right now, and he's an ascending player. I mean, this is a guy that for the last two or three seasons we've watched in training camp put on really good training camps, but just not being able to kind of transfer that success into the regular season. I think this was the first year that you actually saw a level of success there. And, and they used him in a wide variety of ways. That was one of the things that they did a lot with him um, was, the, you know, the, the ability to kind of have him drop into coverage that they needed him. They, they, they used him in a lot of different ways. Maybe now they'll, they'll use him just more straightforward as, as a defensive end. But I, I mean, I, I very distinctly remember, you know, once Randy Gregory got injured, there wasn't an enormous drop off in production, you know, just because Dorrance Armstrong was taking those snaps instead. Uh, I think they still need somebody else, but I think that you, I love uh, the upside of a 24 year old who you feel like is getting better, had five, five or six sacks last year, 20 something pressures. You know, I, I think that you can, I think you can look at that and say, Hey, this is a guy who probably you're not going to like, just, you know, write and pin as your starter or anything. No, no. But I think that he's a guy who could grow into that role. Absolutely. And and that deal, no matter what it is, honestly could end up looking like a steal two years from now. Uh, if he kind of even further puts it together uh, and, 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 and becomes, you know, a solid starter at, at a rotational defensive end price. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he did get better last year. And I think that's what was a little bit frustrating about his career is the first three years. It was just, he looked basically the same. There was no improvement at all. And last year it clicked. So in the first two years of his career, he had 29 total pressures in three years. Last year, he had 36 alone on 500 snaps. Um, he had eight games with at least three pressures, which is, which is nice, right? Is he an every down starter? No. And how, so if he's a reserve rotational guy, how much do you pay that guy? That's, that's the tricky part here. I, and, I feel a little bit better about it considering how much he does on special teams. I think like 600 special team snaps over the last three years. So you are getting somebody that can contribute there. He just has to be a part of a rotation and you're still waiting to see who that other defensive end is. But I think in a vacuum, yeah, it's nice to have him back. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you account, you got Basham, you got Golson, you get another draft pick in there. Uh, and I think, or, or, or another vet or, or well, that's I feel like they need a vet, right? If they get yeah. one more vet and pick, pick the name, Justin Houston, Jadavion Clowney, then you can talk yourself into, well, it's maybe not super top end talent, but we've got four guys that we feel really good about playing. If we're going to go kind of a more, you know, running right defensive end by committee situation, then I am now more open to signing someone like Jadavion Clowney, I think, because, I think, you know, you, the important thing pass rush for me is that we need to get quick twitch guys that, that can get off the ball and get to the backfield quick because the, the game is going that way to kick quick passing games. They're not, there's just not a lot of long snaps anymore. People are trying yep. to get rid of the ball quickly. So, uh, you know, I think if you're going to go through a committee situation, you can sign someone like Jadavion Clowney who can play early downs for you and then maybe do some kicking inside on pass rushing downs, just become part of a rotation where they're moving guys around and then really leave the kind of quick twitch sacks to Armstrong, to Parsons, to uh, Lawrence, uh, and, and and kind of you know use uh, someone like Clowney as you need them. If you get someone like Houston, I think you know he can do that a little bit more as well, a little bit kind of that quick twitch mm -hmm. stuff. So it's really just about what they feel like they need to add. And, 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 but the good news is I feel like they can add either one of these now and, and Parsons can kind of make up the difference if they don't have 
the kind of quick twitch defensive end that you know normally wins the NFL nowadays. So I was on a spaces last night with uh, our guy Connor uh, from Blogging the Boys, and I asked I asked him like, do you think it's possible that the Cowboys allocate that let's say the fourteen million that they were going to spend on Randy Gregory differently, like? We were going to use that for pass rush, but do you consider now using that for coverage? Do you go out and try to sign somebody to help your secondary or sign somebody to help your linebacker? Like, is there a pivot here that the Cowboys could do? I mean, linebacker, I I don't see, I, I saw people talk about the coverage, but I just don't know where you're spending the money on coverage to like. You're probably a little bit too late in the process. Like, if Marcus you've got, Williams, yeah, you, I was gonna say Marcus Williams there. is still there, who signed for yeah. basically the same deal that Randy Gregory did. Okay, I get it, right? You're getting a true free safety. I don't think you, I, I don't think there's anybody else out there right now that can do what Marcus Williams does. Uh, and honestly, I don't know that that's necessarily, you know, really getting the same kind of bang for your buck. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think if they want to reallocate that money to linebacker and then wanted to like you know use parsons just more as a pass rusher this next year that could make some sense uh i, I don't like the idea of completely moving him to defensive end because i think yeah, the value yeah. is in moving him around yep but i i could i could get behind the idea that if you get linebacker in a better spot that you could uh still you could still plan on using parsons more than last year as a defensive end mm-hmm. um yeah, I just don't know. Like, you know, I, I don't know if there's a cornerback out there I would really sign that I feel like would be a major upgrade for what we've got. There's only the one same- out there that makes sense. Well, Patrick Peterson told people on NFL Network yesterday that the Cowboys are interested. We, we know that move. Uh, Preston Smith, or excuse me, Zedarius Smith used it yesterday to get paid by the Ravens. But yeah, I, I, I don't I, think, I don't think. I don't know why I, the Cowboys would be interested, right? Like, what, like, no. I, I mean, like, like, here's the thing: the coverage was pretty good last year. It feels yeah. like, you know. That's now, the what about thing. like, what about like Stephon Gilmore? Because Gilmore got traded to the Panthers and actually looked really good, but he's really a pure man-to-man corner. Is that something that Dan Quinn would want to spend a lot of money on? I, I just don't know why you would. It just doesn't make. It just doesn't make sense to me. You've got so many resources already allocated here. You got pretty decent play from your cornerbacks last year, and you've got a young player who's ascending. You feel like I just think that you know you've got this money. I understand that it's burning a hole in our pockets because we just feel like we need t- talent on defense. But it just seems like the secondary right now is the one spot where you, you don't need it as much. You, you just like it yeah. feels like you've got holes in the front seven that need to be filled before you start talking, especially a cornerback. I just like, it doesn't make any sense to me at cornerback safety. You know, I guess you could convince me if you had like a guy that you felt like was a, a level a you know, a whole level better than what you were you're planning on signing. But I, I don't know it, to me. That's it, why we're feel like we're in, we're in a, the part of free agency where there's just not very many 10 to $15 million players out there. Right. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, the, like, I just don't know that there's any out there that you, want to spend 15 million dollars on you know like unless you're talking about a trade snit situation that someone might have a, that kind of contract i don't know about the daniel hunter one man i i asked a couple of people including including our guy luke about it and he said that uh the the vikings want a godfather offer for the daniel hunter who's played seven games in the last two years and i'm like you know what no thanks it's i don't get it 
I honestly think that the Cowboys are probably better suited to go the route of what they're kind of hinting that they're doing, signing Dorrance Armstrong and then, you know, getting maybe another cheaper, older free agent pass rusher who can, you know, give you something uh, and then maybe drafting a guy, you know, in the later rounds. The the, the, the draft is incredibly deep with pass rushers this year. So uh, there's lots of opportunity to draft a down roster guy and, and kind of develop him if you want. Caleb on chase on via trade. You interested? Not particularly not, not after having seen him play on the other side of the yeah, draft. No, no. Um, good. You know, good. I mean, I am interested in some of these kind of like, you know, uh, you know, I am interested in kind of the idea of some of these trades that are like, Hey, let's we'll flip a five or a six for a guy that you, you guys, new coaching staff, we don't like this guy, you know, like, like LaVishka Chenault. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a deal like that. I know Chenault has not been great for them, but he's, you know, it was only his first year. Uh, there's tons of wide receivers in that room suddenly, you know, and it's like, you know, something like that. And I think those are the kind of offers the Cowboys should be looking at. But I, yeah, I mean, I think at this point where free agency is, especially at the edge spot, Let's see what, if what we can form together in a pass rush using a couple different pieces instead yeah. of trying to put all our eggs in a you know kind of unstable basket. Especially with the Neil Hunter thing, it's like you're trading draft picks to take on a huge contract for a guy that has had injury problems. Like that's just a ton of risk. Well, so the idea that the Vikings would want a, a godfather deal for that is unrealistic. I believe the reason actually why the Vikings want a lot is because his entire salary is basically paid for. Uh, and so I, I, somebody will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it would be like $8 million for the next two years is all you'd have to pay him. Oh, I, I, I guess I must've misunderstood that what I've read. Cause I thought that the teams were going to have to take on the entirety of this deal. Or what no, was no, no. I so, thought it was like 18 million a year or something. Yeah. So they've got, they've got a roster bonus that's due tomorrow, I think. And nobody's going to take it. So could could the Vikings eat 18 million to get like a second round draft pick or a first round pick? I think that's what they're hoping for is hey, we'll mm-hmm. we'll take on a salary. You can get him for nothing. Um, but you have to give us a lot of money for it. Basically buying a draft pick. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little bit more interesting, but the problem but it's still is a risky, man. It's, it's just... you're still getting a guy coming. His last year injury was a torn pack. So I'm not worried about that. It's the, he had a pretty major back injury and I don't know if we want to be the bad back boys at defensive end with Demarcus Lawrence and Daniel Hunter and paying those guys a bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lawrence really kind of bounced back from it. It seems like, I mean, you know, I'm I'm wondering if it still affects him, but I, 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 yeah, I I don't disagree. It's, it's, it's a lot of risk for what you're having to pay. And I guess that's why you're even having the opportunity to get a guy like that. But, uh, I, I just think it's a more stable uh, way of roster building uh, to kind of try to split that job up into two or three different guys, you know, hands and then and then just work it that way. I, I just it feels like that's a better route to go at this point. I'd rather allocate that money to different positions, uh, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But let's uh, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all of the parts you need. Rock Auto has everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we spent a lot of time talking about Bobby Wagner. I think you and I are both interested at the right price. We'll see if that happens. I could talk myself into a scenario where, hey, if you pay Bobby Wagner, you've got Jabril Cox, you spend a day two pick on a linebacker, and we're using more of Micah Parsons at edge, maybe that's an overall net positive for the defense compared to spe- spending $14 million on Randy Gregor. I-, I, can, I can understand that. Do you think it would be? I'll just ask you that before we move on. I think it has every chance. I think it has equal chance to be as good for the Cowboys overall as signing, re-signing Randy Gregory. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, like we're, we're betting on upside with Randy Gregory still, even though he's a 29 year old defensive end, he he's played a ton of snaps. You're, you're, you're betting on the fact that what you saw out of him and, and at the rate in which he was, you know, winning that that would translate out to being extrapolated for, you know, a lot more snaps when he's healthy. Sure. Sure. I think with Bobby Wagner, you know, you know what Bobby Wagner is. Maybe you're getting, uh, you know, 5% less of last season's Bobby Wagner, but you have a pretty solid idea of what you're getting. And as good as, uh, Randy Gregory is uh, at rushing the passer at times. I mean, it's hard not to think that Parsons may be better, you know? So uh, it, it, I don't know if he can uh, maintain that same level at a higher rate, you know, at a higher snap count of yeah. pass rushes. But I, I would, I would say that I would trust that every bit as much as I would trust uh, the idea of having Randy Gregory on the field for 16 games and, and, and producing, you know, double digit sacks. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree. Now I've been talking about this the last couple of days on Twitter, paying linebackers in general yeah. after the rookie contract is usually a negative EB thing, right? Like you're just not getting a lot of production. We've seen almost every linebacker that has signed a contract extension in 2018, 19, 20 has been cut before the end of their deal pretty quickly because they're all been bad. Like we saw, Joe Schobert, we saw Corey Littleton, Nick Kikowski. Like, yep. those guys just don't last long. It's kind of the nature of the position, but maybe Bobby Wagner is different. I, 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 you're still paying a 32 year old linebacker, and there's not a lot of cases of linebackers switching teams in their 30s and going on to have Pro Bowl careers. But is it different when it comes to a Hall of Fame type of linebacker like Wagner? Maybe, maybe. Maybe. I mean, we don't know for sure. I mean, everyone's everyone who signed one of these deals has convinced themselves that you know this one's going to work. So, uh, I mean, I yeah. remember the days in Dallas where they signed Zach Thomas. Now he was older. 
Keith Brooking. Like we've we've seen this before. Them sign great linebackers and then kind of washes out quickly. Wagner's younger than both of those guys, but that hit, you know the the, the drop off eventually comes, right? Yeah, but I, you know we just don't know that. I mean, the drop off is not necessarily as precipitous as as him being released seem would seem to indicate right i mean a lot of what was going on it's like cooper right it's like you know a lot uh, it's contract based so uh you know is he as good as he was when he signed the deal with seattle probably not but i mean does that mean that he's bad now or even average or even could he go from being an all pro linebacker to a borderline pro bowl linebacker i think that's realistic but and, I think when you, when, yeah, I, when you're I, talking about having him with Jabril Cox and Parsons, that's a pretty good you know solution. Yeah. Now here's the question: Would you rather the Cowboys do something like that? Let's say Bobby Wagner wants 12 million a year, okay? Or would you rather spend that on two linebackers like Leighton Vandrish or Kazir White? Uh, Miles Jack signed with the Steelers yesterday. By the way, I don't think that's a good deal, but some, do something like that. Spend, you know, get two linebackers. Now you can use Parsons more edge, and you feel like you still have quality linebacker play. I think that they are both acceptable solutions. So I, I don't want to say that one is bad and then one is good. I think I would probably prefer the Bobby Wagner route um, because I think that having someone like that in the locker room is going to have a, a force multiplier effect just because of who he is. Um, and I think that that, you know, having that kind of leadership in that room is, is important. Uh, so I, I do think that there is value in, in the other route. I think you might get a little bit more stability there because you can spread out those snaps over two players. Uh, but I also think that having someone like Bobby Wagner in your locker room has its own, you know, kind of benefits as well that, uh, you know, I think that that would make it kind of worth the risk there. Yeah. I, I just have mixed feelings about it because I saw last year, how important linebacker depth was. Like we talked about in the preseason, how are they going to get all these guys at, you know, on the field at the same time? How are they going to split snaps? And by the time we get to the playoffs, it's okay. Which linebacker do you feel comfortable playing? You know? So Injuries happen, guys drop off. So, but we talked about this after the playoff game. Like, stars kind of win playoff games and they win Super Bowls. Is Bobby Wagner still a star? Probably, at least for one more year. And if you can get, if you can get Parsons and Lawrence and Wagner all in the same front seven, maybe that's maybe that's good enough to to beat teams like the Packers or the Bucks. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, at the very least, he knows the standard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be great to give have somebody else in this locker room that knows what the standard is to get, you know, deep into the playoffs to win Super Bowls. You know, I, I think there the Cowboys are missing that level of kind of guiding voice leader. You know, I think Parsons is going to grow into that role great just because of his attitude and, and, and who he is, and he's just, you know, magnetic. But I think having someone like Bobby Wagner in there who has, you know, skins on the wall and can kind of even further show Parsons the way, I think that that has incredible it has value. value for sure. Yeah. We'll so see what the Cowboys. Tough. It's, it's, it's not easy equation at all, I would say. No, it's not easy. I, you know what's funny is we have heard nothing about Leighton Van Der Esch's market. Nothing. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I thought I, I thought I heard something before the season was over that his market was going to be pretty decent, you know. So I'm and maybe surprised. it's just a linebacker market, but the linebacker market. We talk about receivers not making sense. You, you try to make sense of the linebacker market right <laughs> yeah. now where uh, Foyle Aluakon goes for $15 million a year. The the Jags are paying $7 million not to have Miles Jack on their team, and he's out of a job for less than a day. He gets a deal with the Steelers. Jordan Hicks gets cut and immediately gets, gets a job. I, it's just linebackers are wild, man. I, I don't get yeah. it. Well, I think teams view them very differently and, and their usefulness. I mean, it's funny because there, it feels like at times we were kind of in the middle of a transition to like the linebackers don't matter sort of role because they get replaced so often. And then as soon as you get halfway through that, you know, everyone realizes how important they are to your defense. And, and so it, 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 it creates a situation where the value is, is not clear cut, you know, between all 32 teams and on how they view the position episode all right that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in maybe tomorrow we'll have free agency news for you guys probably not but we'll we'll do a show if we have one so there you go uh follow the show at locked on cowboys check us out on youtube thanks to everybody for helping us push uh, over three thousand subscribers yesterday we really really appreciate that uh you can follow Landon at mccool bcb i'm at marcus underscore mosher we'll see you guys next time is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.